Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. signs of the New York Jets, Ezekiel Elliott signs the New England Patriots. Hayden, right after we finished our 12 vital reactions to preseason week one for all the running backs, of course. Uh, these two massive moves happened. So we're back again, really to react to them, to the Jets backfield, the Patriots backfield, and maybe other few and like the Dolphins and the Cowboys that were not impacted by these veteran signings. We're kind of going to re-rank on the fly, talk about these situations. And most importantly, Hayden, I think you and I might disagree on this, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, it makes for good conversation. I think that we are directionally about the same, but we're going to be ranking these players just a little bit differently. All right. Probably the place to start is the New York Jets backfield. Brees Hall right now is being drafted as a running back 12. He's already dropped one spot over on underdog. Dalvin Cook being drafted as the running back 31. Give me your instant takeaways, either to the signing, to the contract, or how everyone else has been reacting to this. So he's certainly going to fall. I have him ranked at like the round four or five turn, more as like a mid-range running back two. My kind of just uh, big picture view of this is there's upside for Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, just the way of the nature that Aaron Rodgers plays football. We've seen them use two running backs before. We've seen RB1 finishes from Aaron Rodgers-led offenses. This is a coaching staff that wants to run the ball. They want to use their running backs and they have a good defense. So both of them have paths to upside. I like targeting players who have paths to upside. I will say Dalvin Cook did get a lot of money here. Like this was more money than what I was expecting. And I think the, the thing is Rodgers took that huge pay cut. Correct. And I think that was to keep Corey Davis on the roster to some extent. I also think this it was, was for, Dalvin for, Cook. for Dalvin Cook. That matters to me. Like I think that's kind of the overlooked thing with this discussion is he, he knows what he has in Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's had over 100 yards per game against the Packers throughout his career. I'm not sure how much Rodgers has actually been watching Brees Hall at Iowa State and with the Jets. I think that this could be like a little veteran thing. And obviously, this is a data point showing that the Jets might want to play Brees Hall just a little bit less than we were hoping for early on the season. So I have Dalvin Cook as my running back 25. I think there is an upside path to him, even if the median case wow. is lowered. I feel like the Dolphins would be a better case for his median play. But if something happens with Brees Hall and like he's either not right or they really want to slow play him or Rodgers just loves Dalvin Cook, I do think there's paths where Dalvin Cook could have a pretty nice season. Okay, I want to reiterate that point that you just brought up, and we'll bring back the film here in a little bit. You said you would move Dalvin Cook all the way up from where he's being drafted right now as running back 31 all the way up to running back 25. So that's a jump from, you know, the 96th overall player in underdog right now to the 80th overall player right after where James Conner is being selected. The context there is I was ahead of ADP on James on Con Dalvin on, Del on Dalvin Cook because I thought the Dolphins would be a good landing spot. And yeah. to me, this was not as good of a landing spot for Dalvin Cook. But it was way more money than I was expecting. And I think that this Rodgers thing is a big reason why the Jets actually made this happen. 
Okay, then if that's the case, where are you moving Brees Hall to, who is, again, now being drafted as running back 12? Like running back 16, 17, like I have like a 50th overall. So I still have Brees Hall ahead of Dalvin Cook. I think that he should drop a little bit. I, I think they're going to slow play him throughout September, and then we'll see uh, how much uh, gas Dalvin Cook has left in the tank. We'll watch that video again later. I thought I think people are over analyzing this. I think that he's not as good with the contact balance. His vision and his speed, I think, are yeah. both still there. We do disagree on this. I am not moving Brees Hall as much as other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start with your headliners. I'll do the same. This is an absolutely loaded backfield that the Jets have now on their roster. And it's because that this is their window. Like this is an all-in move to win the Super Bowl this year or next year in maybe this one or two years that Aaron Rodgers is playing. And that's how I view it more than a lack of faith in Brees Hall. Um, You talked about the quarterback taking less money, unlock this ability inside of the salary cap. And I think it's fair to the point that you made that he wanted Dalvin Cook on this team. Now, does Aaron Rodgers wanting Dalvin Cook on this team skew playing time as well? Possibly. Like, I think that's something that only Aaron Rodgers can answer and maybe Nathaniel Hackett because I think it was probably the same reasons why we have seen players like Randall Cobb in this offense as well. Um, I will add, every single running back in this range of where Brees Hall is being drafted has a question attached to them. Yep. Every single one. So when I put this out on Twitter of how many backs after Brees Hall should now be selected above him, it ranged from one to all of them to none of them. And I think it's just by how you view Brees Hall as an individual talent. Um, I don't think that this is the case where we were drafting Brees Hall in round one and round two, and now he is getting so much of the pie taken away from him that it should shock our systems. Because I think a lot of the reactions are that this is a shocking move. Um, We're already getting a discount for me with the injury factored into the ADP heavily. I think you and I both can say that. A, A fourth round ADP is heavily factoring in Brees Hall's injury. I think I think so, but they're also added Dalvin Cook, and I think that could be a data oh. point suggesting that they could slow this timeline more so than they would have. Okay, to both of those points. One, an Aaron Rodgers offense, which we have heard travels with him wherever he goes, has had two major running back investments in both of mm-hmm. you know, recent teams that he's played for, and now and the Jets, and then over the last three years. In that time, Aaron Jones was the running back 12 in points per game, running back 13 in points per game, and the running back five in points per game. That was on playing anywhere from 56% of the snaps to 59% of the snaps. How I view how this team is now created is they're going to run the heck out of the football, which is also why you keep – someone like Corey Davis, you bring in someone like Alan Lazard, and when they do throw the football, it is going to be funneled into the direction of Garrett Wilson. Um, I think there is going to be plenty left for Brees Hall to either be the lead back or early on that secondary Mm -hmm. back. I also don't want to overlook the quotes that have been really in line, what we've heard from Diana Rossini and what we've heard from Connor Hughes, that this team believes that Brees Hall is a foundation piece, that he is the bell cow, that he is the focal point of the running game. And again, 
more so than being nervous about his injury. This is about, hey, let's make sure we can have the best possible talent on the roster. And when no one wants to pay these running backs, maybe it is having arguably the best backfield in the league. now. Yeah, I think that's that's all fair. So there's a point in like the later part of round four going into early, like early round five where I think the wide receivers, like you can take like the Terry McLaurin tier and the Drake London tier where it's like hard to see because of their offense, them getting too like too much higher than that. I want Brees Hall in that because I am playing for upside. There'll be drafts where Brees Hall goes well into round five, into round six. I think that you should still be playing for upside, but I think right now, like throughout September, I bet Brees is going to be like more of like a flex play. And then we start gearing him up into the running back two, and then possibly even more than that. But I just think that Dalvin Cook has more left in the tank than other people are giving credit for. And I will say the yards per route run stat, I think that people aren't applying the right context to that. When it was the Zimmer offense and then only two wide receivers on the field and it was a bunch of dump offs to to Dalvin Cook, of course his yards per hour run is going to be higher. Then they start playing with three wide receivers on the field. Kirk Cousins throwing the ball downfield all the time. He's not checking the ball down. Of course his his uh, yards per route run is going to drop. As long as Dalvin Cook's healthy, and that's the thing that we should bring up. Dalvin Cook yes. is, still has this shoulder injury. He's going to miss practice round. for the, at least the next week. Meanwhile, right. Brees Hall just returned on a limited basis to practice today and is right. now off the pup list. Like, it was fairly amusing to me, the reactions of, and I understand it's an ACL versus a shoulder injury, which, by the way, has been nagging Dalvin Cook since his days at Florida State. So that's a consistent theme here of, oh, this is this just means that, you know, they're not happy mm-hmm. with Brees Hall's recovery from injury. Uh, this is exactly the schedule that Robert Sala has told us of two weeks after the Hall of Fame game is when Brees Hall is going to get back to practice. And we're exactly on the deadline. And he has now returned to practice quicker mm-hmm. than Dalvin Cook has. Yeah, I would just say that they're still hopeful that he's ready for week one. They're just not saying that he for sure is going to be ready for week one. So, yeah, I, I think I think we shouldn't overreact to this. I will say, though, Dalvin Cook has very high upside in this offense. If there's a setback with Brees Hall, if Brees Hall is not ready, if Aaron Rodgers loves Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook could be somebody that absolutely lights it up. And I think a lot of people are going to kind of throw him away into like the way after like pick 100 and stuff. I think his paths to upside are very evident. It would be... a guess against Brees Hall which would be bad but this is a wood nail offense and Brees Hall is coming back from ACL surgery so ultimately I want kind of both of them because I think there's past upside for each of them give us a running back that you are ranking Dalvin Cook over that might shock some people um let me pull up my actual rankings here I have Dalvin Cook ahead of J.K. Dobbins and like Khalil Herbert if, that, if that's fair, I think other people will have them differently. Oh, I just think Herbert, I mean, Cleo Herbert's going way after his running back 37. Right. But I think people are going to be ranking Dalvin Cook like into like the hundreds. I think it's a fine landing spot for him. For his, his upside case is evident. His median outcome down the stretch is not as strong. But I think that we were still ranking AJ freaking Dylan as a, a borderline flex play for the last couple of years. And Dalvin Cook is way better than AJ Dylan. Interesting. Yes, um, yes. That's a fact. No, no, they, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not disputing that, but I also believe that Brees Hall is the most talented running back on this team. And like we really care about, mm-hmm. you know, middle, late, especially late season outcomes here. And maybe people think I'm going down with the Titanic here, but I, I firmly believe that every word has been in line with the expected outcome of Brees Hall being on track to play and be back to as close as possible of what we've seen in the past. And 
frequently it's, well, who has come back from an ACL injury? One, a clean ACL is different than a multi-ligament ACL. Reese Hall's is clean. And two, it's a very small sample, but we have seen Adrian Peterson win the MVP and we have seen Jamal Charles have 1,700 total yards. And so when people just ask, well, who has ever done this? Those are the two answers to that question. I just, again, want to point to, I know nothing has changed for these other situations, but they all have tremendous questions facing them. I mean, in fact, Joe Mixon might have the least amount of questions other than being in a courtroom on Monday. Like, mm-hmm. other than that, we've talked about every single one of these scenarios where one thing can also be taken away from these other people, just like we had some something potentially taken away from Brees Hall as well. Last question for you. Do you see a big difference between Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall right now? Splitting work, good offenses. We know both players are, are good. Brees Hall has more pass catching chops than Kenneth Walker, but Kenneth Walker has his ACLs. That's where I, I came that, back to. Like yeah, right in that. I, I would add, I would add that Brees Hall is far superior in the receiving game than Kenneth Walker is. Far superior. And we have seen, you know, running backs that are attached to Aaron Rodgers be extremely useful in the receiving game. And yep. I could not get that vision of Brees Hall taking on that Aaron Jones role attached to Aaron Rodgers. But again, if Aaron has complete control of his offense, maybe everything that I'm saying is just a hypothetical. And he knows that Dalvin wants to be the dude. It's That's all vibes. Here. Okay. Uh, before we get the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Again, like 65% of you who watch this are not subscribed. And go and watch that running back reactions video we just did too. Week one of the preseason action. All right. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Patriots time. Ramondre being drafted as running back nine. Ezekiel Elliott being drafted as running back three. 53. Your thoughts. I moved Ramondre down, not in my running back rankings. He's still my running back nine, but I've moved a couple players ahead of him, like at quarterback. Um, I think that this move was expected. I think it was warranted. Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, those guys were not cutting it. Ty Montgomery's not going to cut it. I think that this signing was more of a reflection on the backups, not as much so on Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, of course, we would prefer if Ramondre Stevenson had this backfield to his entire self, but I just don't think that was like a realistic outcome i think zeke elliott's going to be used in short yardage i'm not as uh confident that zeke elliott's going to be stealing that much goal line work from Ramondre stevenson i think the difference between zeke elliott's offensive line that he's been used to what the patriots had had been running out recently is going to be pretty staggering i think that is kind of playing into Ramondre stevenson's uh goal line inefficiencies when i expanded that sample to all short yardage they came about even in their success rates and the epa and all that type of stuff i think that they just wanted 
Ramondre instead of playing 80% snaps to play 68% snaps. And I think that's totally fine for where he's going right now. Again, you and I slightly disagree, and I understand efficiency numbers and all that stuff. But And I think a lot of Patriots fans would agree with me that just when watching, Ramondre Stevenson is outstanding in a number of areas. He's awesome in the passing game. He's so good at creating explosive plays. But despite his larger size than most, I do think maybe one of his weakest areas is short yard situations. And Mm -hmm. if there is a player who is on the market who has excelled in those over the last few years, it is Ezekiel Elliott. Now, obviously, is blocking success the number one indicator of short yarded success? 100%. Um, To your point, the Pierre Strongs, the Kevin Harris's of the world, it just wasn't going to cut it. You know, Ty Montgomery, just not going to cut it here. So a a running back room that is Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, who, by the way, Zeke at times, when he has been healthy over the last few years, has shown something. Serviceable. Like, you know, it, it can weigh on a fantasy player's mind when you see someone like Tony Pollard, who is super explosive and then not getting all the run because of someone like Ezekiel Elliott. And many times that led to conclusions of, well, Zeke is dusted, he can't play. I would push back on that. I think Ezekiel Elliott can still play. And it does help also that they both overlap in being really good in pass pro and winning in the passing game too. Final point, because the short yardage stuff and those numbers have been thrown around a lot. I believe many point back to Ramondre Stevenson's rookie year when Damian Harris had 60% of the carries inside the 10-yard line and Ramondre only got 28%. I would throw those out. I don't think that that situation is going to happen here because running backs in their first year in a Bill Belichick team are notoriously not going to play. And I think Ramondre has graduated from that. Yeah, I completely agree. And then for Zeke Elliott, I have him as my running back 45, 134th overall. I'm like right next to Damian Harris, speaking of him and like Tank Bigsby, which I think is like basically short yardage, handcuff. Basically, they're not going to have much actual redraft value. But like Bill Barnwell was saying a couple weeks ago, He's going to go way up in ADP just because he landed somewhere. And I think that his landing spot of all those spots, I think this is a decent one. If Ramondre Stevenson does go down, like we said, we don't think the other backups can play really. So I think Zeke Elliott has some early down handcuff appeal, but I would not overreact to the Ramondre Stevenson ranking personally. All right. Well, let's now go to his former team, the Dallas Cowboys. Is Tony Pollard now a first round pick? I haven't moved him up there yet, but it is a good point. Like, What's preventing him now? It's like literally like Leonard Fournette, maybe Cream Hunt. But like I think I think the NFL viewed Dalvin Cook by himself, then Zeke Elliott in this middle tier, and then Leonard Fournette and uh Kareem Hunt a tier or two below them. So I, I mean, think hasn't Kareem Hunt taken three visits now and not gotten a contract? Or right. maybe he has gotten an offer and like he doesn't like them. I don't know. He hasn't signed with a team on three visits. I don't think that either of them are very good at this point. It's Tony Pollard season right now. Like, I think that he should go up. Like, would you rather have Tony Pollard or, or CeeDee Lamb straight up? <laughs> it's a tough... I mean, what? Reeves was on here for his players. He can't stop drafting the five of them. And Tony Pollard, he made the case that he should be a first-round pick. Like, if Nick Chubb has ascended to that platform, Tony Pollard sure at this point. Like, in my head, I had concluded, and this can be our downfall during these months, at times it can get you ahead, at times it can leave you behind when something like this happens, that Ezekiel Elliott was just going to re-sign with this team. Now that he hasn't, like it truly might be Rico Dowdle and Malik Davis. And if that's the case, then like 
Tony Pollard still was a super explosive and productive back for us in fantasy football last year, yeah. despite not receiving the carries inside the 10-yard line. If that area is unlocked, and even if the, then that allows the explosive plays to drop down a little bit because he gets more volume, then it's like regression-proof. Mm-hmm. And Tony Pollard was ready for the first day of practice, Yep, getting tackled, and this is another sign, the fact that they weren't interested in Zeke Elliott actually is a sign that they think Tony Pollard is like ready to go, like fully healthy. So that's another thing in Tony Pollard's direction. The other part of this, I'd assumed at parts of this offseason that Dalvin Cook would just be signing with the Miami Dolphins. We've Same. talked about Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon A-Chain. The first two of those did not play in preseason week one. Devon A-Chain ran as basically fifth running back in their first preseason contest. We know A-Chain is still being drafted as running back 38. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, about 11 to 12 running back spots after that. Does this impact the Dolphins' backfield to you at all? I think it significantly impacts it because I thought it was like 50-50 that it would be the Jets or the Dolphins like the last couple days. Um, So I moved Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert way up. I have Jeff Wilson and Raheem back-to-back as running backs 43 and 44. I think Jeff Wilson's going to be the goal line back. I think Raheem Mostert's going to be more involved in the pass game. I believe this will be a rotation, and I think that A-Chain, I have him ranked after those two. I know nobody will agree with me. That's totally fine. I just think that his status in the pecking order and how small he is is makes him a dog to two guys that have been in this offense and have been paid. All right, that's going to do it. We're going to have to talk so much more about that Dolphins running back situation as it unfolds in the preseason. Same with the Cowboys. All right, we'll have a passing game reactions video to preseason week one later on tonight. This is a little extra gift, a little extra credit for all of you. Uh, Appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. Go click the link in the description down below to play an underdog fantasy. Up the villa. We'll talk to you all soon.